22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I am not going too complex with my intro. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm glad everybody's tuned in. I hope everybody's healthy and welcome aboard. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 164. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man that was reincarnated from the spirit of the old black woman. You know which old black woman. The one that hangs outside of her apartment window, watch you do something wrong, and say, mm, mm, mm. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. The power of Christ compels you. Exorcist. Of course. If you got oh. that wrong. <laughs> I would have got that wrong. That would have been pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And our other illustrious host who didn't chime in yet is not only the Grand Wizard of the Soundboard, but the man who was reincarnated from the spirit of a California surfer. You know the one. The guy who uses responses like, whoa, or really, or fuck it, man. RT Square, we're off the tech. Whoa, really? Fuck it, man. <laughs> so the other day, as I was quietly piloting a 747 to the perfect landing, a thought occurred to me. Mario wears overalls to prevent plumber's crack. Whoa. <laughs> that is very, very um, deep. Yeah. Now, I got, now I look at it differently now. What, his plumber's crack? <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact about he prevents plumber's crack. Between that and his last, both their last names being Mario is fucking crazy. Mario's last name oh, is Mario? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're called the Mario Brothers. <laughs> Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. I, I, assume that, like, I, I assume they were calling like him by his last name, and that his brother by his first name. <laughs> no, no, no. They oh. both their both last name is Mario. Oh, ah, uh, uh, the Japanese. <laughs> All right. So on this episode, we will be discussing the show that thankfully was released while this pandemic rages on. But is it worth a watch? So today we'll be discussing season two of the Netflix show. Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Oh, I almost stumbled over that one. You but did. first, shush. <laughs> you want your intro or what? I'll stumble over that one. <laughs> but first, Mike, quick news. Need we say more? Don't worry. Mike will say it all for you anyway. So here it is. The quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. And Ralph and Kat. Alrighty. For mutants, the casting couch made it to the 21st century. Although touted for bringing in the age of the modern superhero movies, Brian Singer has become the poster boy for sexual misconduct. The Hollywood Reporter recently released a piece of uh, piece detailing allegations that Singer offered numerous men, including those under 18, to audition for his X-Men movies in exchange for sexual favors. Now, unfortunately wow. for the once-in-demand director, his professional misconduct has spawned more interesting sequels than the X-Men franchise. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. It, uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, we, we've talked about this numerous times before about, you know, there's like one allegation or two, but now you're saying there's multiple. Oh, yeah. They, they just keep coming. It's like, well, there we go. Truth or not, we don't know until, I guess, there's lawsuits that come out and prove I, who knows what has to happen. But I don't know if he's going to be making any films anytime soon. I don't know if he has anything, like, you know, in the can, but I doubt it's any, like, big All I'll say is this. 
<laughs> I know one thing. If I'm James Gunn, I'm like, and you were going to fire me. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Who's the worst one now? <laughs> Seriously on that, Dan. I, I don't know how they manage that one. All right. Yeah, so well, some brighter news because that was just ugh. Well, this doesn't well, it's not that it's not brighter, it's interesting. Uh speaking of the okay. X-Men franchise, a completely unexpected megastar made a pitch to go from smooth criminal to smooth head. Uh, back in 1999, the king of pop, Michael Jackson, walked into Fox Studios to request the role of Professor X. What? The X-Men's <laughs> film producer, Lauren Shuladana, recalled the meeting with Jackson and Brian Singer. Quote, I said to him, do you know Xavier is an older white guy? And then Jackson replied, I can wear makeup. Jackson's elaborate presentation included highlights from a 1996 short film titled Ghosts, in which Jackson played five different roles, including that of an older white mayor. Consistent with his uh, idiosyncrasies at that time, the icon would not shake hands with anyone and wore sunglasses indoors the entire time. Wow. <laughs> so he was a diva and um, aware of COVID well, well, well beyond his time. But <laughs> yeah. also, wow, out of all the roles that, that I thought he <laughs> might want to do, Xavier? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I'm like, I can't even imagine seeing that on the billboard. And Michael Jackson as Professor X. What? <laughs> I don't think he would have shaved his head for that one, would he? Uh, well, I mean, he probably would have just put a, a wig on. I, I mean. A wig cap. A bald, a bald cap. cap. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would yeah. imagine. But... <laughs> well, well, sounds like Mike's quick news is two for two on the um, pedophile front. Do we have a, a legend? pedophile front do we have a third do we have three i have a third piece of news but not on that uh this Good. was so clever i'm surprised i didn't think of it first uh tiktok user who goes by the name fake.disney.facts posted a film slideshow in which he renamed the star wars movies to better reflect the content of the film the really clever part <laughs> is yeah but the really clever part is that he did it using the names of the star wars films follow along for instance uh, in episode two, Attack of the Clones, Palpatine, who is the leader of the Sith, ordered an army to destroy the Jedi. So wouldn't that really be Revenge of the Sith? And so, ah. like, yeah, so it's really clever. So with this pretty sensible renaming, here is his revised Star Wars franchise. And it really, it makes sense. Episode one, Rise of Skywalker. Well, it's the introduction of Anakin Skywalker in the beginning of his journey. Right. Uh, episode two, Revenge of the Sith, which I just explained. Episode three, Attack of the Clones. That's when the Jedi Knights led a massive clone army against the Separatists. Episode four, Return of the right. Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Obi-Wan returns and reveals Luke's destiny. Uh, <laughs> episode five, The Force Awakens. Yoda trains Luke in the um, use of the Force. Episode six, The Last <laughs> Jedi. Both Yoda and Anakin die, leaving Luke as the last Jedi. The last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Um, episode seven, The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire was gone 30 years ago, but a new empire has risen from the ashes of the old. Uh, number seven, uh, episode, I'm sorry, episode eight, A New Hope. Eight. Ray has taken up the mantle to fight, and Luke comes back to assist the rebels. That's A New Hope right there. And then the last one, episode nine, The Phantom Menace. Palpatine, thought to have died, is back for his final threat. And I'm like, wow, that actually makes much more sense. Yes. All of the labeling wow, makes that was really complete good. sense. <laughs> All right, and that's, that's all my, and that's all my. You convinced me. I'm gonna call Disney right now. I'm gonna tell them. Listen, this is how we're gonna rename it, because they listen to me. Oh my god, <laughs> that mouse! Yeah. Will cheese smack you to death. 
<laughs> oh, take this bitch. <laughs> Don't remind me. Those cheese smacks really hurt. I don't have time for this bitch. Minnie, take him out. <laughs> it hurts more when you're lactose intolerant. You're what? Oh, goodness. It hurts more, it hurts more when it's lactose intolerant. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. So I get the rim shot for his joke. That's fucking the best. That's the best. So that's all your quick news, Mike. Okay. Yep. Ralphie, any quick news? Nope. Okay. All right. Before we get into um, talking about um, Umbrella Academy, real quick. Um, has anybody seen the San Diego Comic-Con trailer for the finally going to be released New Mutants? Yes. Well, I saw a trailer. I don't know if it's the one from the Comic Con or not. Yeah, because I know there's one last trailer that was that was made for. Um, I think they showed like the first five minutes of the movie. Oh um, no, then nothing. Is that anybody? Long. Oh, okay. Is anybody excited? I'm no. as excited as I was before. <laughs> you know, like I, I really like the New Mutants. I mean, I know it won't do them justice. It never does, but I'm excited to see it. But it also kind of feels like I'm watching it in vain at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Ralph, that was a, a straight nope. Nope. I, don't, oh, I, I, do, have, okay. I do have another I, bit of quick news, though. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What's up? What you got? Uh, the quick news is, thanks to the diligent, diligent, I may add, work of a certain Ralph the Tech, we are now on Spotify, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> very, Damn, very right. good quick news. That's right. What? Where's the I, where's the round of applause from our audience? Yeah, no, uh, right? They're they're taking a break. Hold on, let me tell these guys. The whole audience. Applause. That a, that's one busy bathroom. <laughs> the guy yeah, that holds that's the applause right. sign was taking a break. I had to get him, make him get off his ass. You know. <laughs> well, I'll say this: it's really good to be on Spotify. Now we're on five platforms, so it makes it a lot easier to catch us. And especially because um, the format of Spotify, you know, works differently than some of the other ones. So, whichever way you can catch us, please catch us on there. And if you want to get a friend to listen to us, hey, refer them to um, either Spotify, one of the other um, platforms we use. Tell them to, to, to come along. Now that we're done with some quick news, let's go to our main course. Let's talk about, and I can't wait to talk about this, season two of the Netflix show Umbrella Academy. And with a synopsis, is the off, was it often duplicated? Ne no, whatever. It's MFG, Mike, the finance guy. I can't remember the name of the saying. Do you know the saying, Mike? It doesn't matter. You already ruined it. <laughs> yeah, Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. It's true. I, I tend to do that. <laughs> the, the Umbrella Academy is back for season two. The TV series from the minds of Steve Blackman and Jeremy Slater returns with another 10 episodes based on the comic books from the minds of Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba. The second season, uh, excuse me, second series reminds readers of the second volume titled The Umbrella Academy Dallas, written in 2008, but only in time and location. Otherwise, and I stress this to no end, it is completely unlike the material of that book. Uh, writer, artist, um, Wei and Bai excuse me, created a third series titled Hotel Oblivion. So it will be interesting to see if the third season will be an adaptation of that material. The Umbrella Academy has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 90% with audience 90% and a Metacritic score of 65 out of 100 with an audience of 71 out of 100. There we go. Nice look interesting. All righty. Remember in season one when the dysfunctional siblings of the Umbrella Academy were separated for years, reunited because of their father, and had to stop an apocalypse brought on by one of their own while simultaneously fighting the evil handler and her 
goons at the well in season two the dysfunctional siblings of the umbrella academy are separated for years reunited because of their father and have to stop an apocalypse brought on by one of their own while simultaneously fighting the evil handler and her goons at the commission but this time is in the 1960s now, displaced in time and separated by months and for some years, our begrudging do-gooders face the prospect of life without each other in a time that's not their own. With only 10 days to stop a nuclear Armageddon and JFK's assassination on the horizon, can the living and dead of the Academy accept that the imperfect family you have is sometimes the perfect family for you? Dust off your classiest whites-only sign, unbox your biggest bouffant hairdo, Stigmatize your trendiest gaze, cultivate your civil unrest, and above all, fear the commies. America of 60 years ago never looked more current. Alrighty, it's starring Ellen Page as Vanya, number seven, the white violin. Tom Hopper as Luther, uh, number one, Space Boy. David Castaneda, hmm, that's an odd name, as Diego, number two, the Kraken. Uh, Emmy Raver Lampman as Allison, number three, The Rumor. Robert Sheehan as Klaus, number four, The Seance. Aiden Gallagher as number five, The Boy. Uh, Justin H. Min as Ben Hargreaves, number six, The Horror. Kate Walsh as The Handler. Ridu Arya as Lila Pitts. Calm Fior as Sir Reginald Hargreaves, aka The Monocle. Kevin Rankin as Elliot. Yusuf Gateway as Raymond Chestnut, Myron Ireland. As Sissy Cooper, Jordan Claire Robbins as Grace Hargreaves, a.k.a. Mom, Adam Godley as Pogo, and Cameron Britton as Hazel. That was a lot of cast. All right. That we've was. Got to, we, we've, got to, we've got to start, like, reviewing shows with, like, two people. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, it's, like a, it's like an off-Broadway show. <laughs> waiting for Godot. There you go. There you go. All right. So let's get into it. Um, let's talk about season two, Umbrella Academy. Are we but really going to get into do that? Oh, I thought so. But before, but Jesus, let me do my intro. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, let's press the button and use the spoiler warning we paid so much money for. Billions. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, Piss off, you wanker. And I know he's classy because I know that he knew the saying that I was going to try to say. Often imitated, never duplicated, Mike. That's what I was trying to say. And that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Stush. Oh, is that Stush on your umbrella? Mm. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. So let's start talking about it. Let's get down and dirty. Um, Umbrella Academy Season 2. Now, I mean, I'll let me ask you this before I begin. Um, did any of you guys have to watch the first season over? You know, or, I mean, whether a recap or whether it was, you know, the entire thing to prepare yourself for this next season? I just watched the recap that they provided, but I didn't watch the season again. Okay. Ralphie? Same Z's. What did you say? Same Z's? Same Z's. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Um, now, as as we know, and for those who, who might have forgot, but I hope you didn't forget, um, the team obviously, like Mike said, gets transported, you know, from the world ending event of 2019 where it's all Vanya's fault. And they get dropped off into different years. Was it along the first three years of the mm -hmm. 60s? Yes. Yeah. Of 1960, the first three years, 61, 62, 63. Yep. Um, let me three. ask you this. How did you, how did you feel about 
Um, well, some people could say 1960s is actually the first, but you know, I don't don't want to get any arguments with that. Um, how did you guys feel about that particular idea versus them all being dropped in the same year but scattered further apart? Were you okay with this dynamic of them being dropped off in different years? Oh yeah, I mean it, it, it added to story um, drama. I mean, otherwise, at the same year, then it would just be. You know, you guys should be figuring out how to get home by this point. Now they they all believe that all of the other ones are dead, and they're just trying to like, yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna be stuck here in the 1960s. I've got to live a life. You know? Yeah. Rob? I, I I enjoyed that. I have to agree with the MFG. It was a it was a good way to provide uh, a a good story because if if you had had them all just arrive together at the same time then the only goal that they have is getting back to their own time. If because of the way that they were split up, now you have something that they have to work forward to prevent because of what five saw. Yeah, so and not just right. work toward, they also have to figure out, are they happier with their lives now? They, they, they finally got a chance of life outside of the academy. And also, even though they had kind of broken apart beforehand, they were in the world that knew who and what they were for the most part. Now they're in a world where right. they're trying to be normal um, as much as, well, most of them can sort of be normal. Um, and they have no one, no one that knows them, no one that knows how freaky their nature can be. And no one that, you know, they can confide in about like their differences. So yeah, right. I, mean, I thought, I thought that made for good drama or the potential of good drama. I, I brought that up because I really liked that idea where we would see other movies where they would have all been, you know, scattered, amongst maybe like the United States or, you know, maybe different parts of the world, which then, then distance would make, you know, would, would make the obstacle, you know, more mm -hmm. difficult. The, the fact that some of them have dropped off in different times and yeah. exactly what Mike said, you know, about the isolation and, oh, well, I'm by myself. I got to start moving on. That built for a lot of like interesting choices and character development. I really like that yeah. coming, coming off the beginning. I really enjoyed it, even though I was like, wow, how? How is this going to work out? But it, it was definitely a lot of fun to begin that way. I, um, I thought it was funny sorry, sorry. how, like, every time one of them appeared in the alleyway, the amount of equipment that the, um, what was his name? Elliot. That Elliot had um, facing that alley just grew and grew. Along with like, his paranoia, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and then when Five goes... Have you heard of Area 51? And he goes, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was good. I, I like that. I don't, I don't remember the actor. Oh, actually, I think I said the actor's name. Um, uh, Kevin Rankin. I've seen him in other shows. And I really like him. He's a good actor. I feel like I like a lot of the actors that were in this, besides our main cast. I, I, a lot of times, second seasons cannot be as good as the first. Mm -hmm. Or it could be a, re, a, a, a retooling of of what maybe things they made mistakes with and kind right. of did well. Do you feel like they did well in the regards of telling a great story for all seven members? Um, because our I, last season, you know, I'm yes. sorry, Oh, uh, I was about to say, um, I think everyone had a good story except for Klaus. Now, I mean, I still enjoy Klaus because I mean, he's just funny as hell. Um, but he was the only one that not only did he ha not really have any growth this season, he actually reverted. Because if you look mm -hmm. back at clips or, or anything of Klaus last season, he actually grew. Like that experience yeah. with Vietnam really changed him. And here, he sober. It, 
well, yeah, he came sober for three years, um, according to um, Ben. Um, but like here, he regressed, but not in a, oh, well, you know, you're nervous regressed. It just, his everything about him regressed back to the original Klaus, but not in a way that felt organic. It just felt like the writers were like, like you know how they get some shows where, oh, you're the humorous person? Oh, kind of like um, Dave Bautista with the, the Guardians, where he wasn't okay. as, before he was funny incidentally because of his um, culture, whereas they just made him like right. the clown in the second one. Like, you know, like, oh, you're just a funny guy. And it's like, no, he's not the funny guy. That's not that, you know. And with Klaus, they just were like, well, you're the funny guy that doesn't give a damn about things. And your response was like, well, he was growing. And I didn't like the fact that they just, like I said, it wasn't a reversion. It's just like they just were like, oh, we're writing him this way. Whereas everyone else, I felt had some kind of growth. And I really did enjoy, they weren't all interesting stories, but I still enjoyed seeing them grow a little bit more. Okay. Ralphie, how did you feel about the seven? Did you feel like they were they were um all given good stories? Or did you feel like, you know, and also did you feel like like the juggling was good? Because you know that I mean, not that other shows have not been able to do that. But when you talk about other shows like Star Trek, where they have maybe a cast of maybe like your six or seven or eight main ones, they you know, they have a couple of seasons to kind of juggle it. Do you feel like it was juggled evenly and were they interested? I thought it was juggled pretty well. Um mm-hmm. and I I feel for the most part they all had a, a fairly decent, uh, well done story. The one who who f- really felt powerful was Allison's story. Of you course, know, yeah. That one was just like, it's like you can read about it, you know, you can be taught about it, but actually seeing like the way people were back then, the level of racism like that, that just like, it's like an eye opener, you know. It's like holy mm-hmm. shit, like this, and then you you say to yourself. Holy shit! This actually happened, you know. Right. Like that was like when we were watching Watchmen when we saw, uh, the the bombing of, of the the Black Wall Street. I was like, holy right. shit! Yeah. Um. So but, yeah, her her story like was I I thought was really powerful, and also um, Vanya, Vanya's yeah, Vanya's story like that. They had the most engrossing like, stories, definitely. Yeah, and like. I saw that that connection like coming right away. I felt like, wait, hold on. Ellen Page came out as gay, so I feel like they probably wrote her character this way now too. So, but I don't think yeah. they may have wrote it that way. I feel, I mean, I just think that Ellen Page has been making more like she's been more assertive about, hey, look, you know, we need more roles like this because we don't see them, and there, and there's a lot of truth, you know, to that to a degree. So I know that she's been instrumental in certain roles. I didn't know if she was going to do it in this role though. Yeah. I, I think I, a lot of the I'm sorry, Ralph. Go ahead. The, the the fact that they they this it seemed like kind of like a soap opera for her because you know it was like the, the whole thing. Oh, I have amnesia. I can't remember who I am. So now I'm, I'm like this I'm my person. own identical twin sister. What? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it kind of felt a little bit soap opera, but like it was done very well, and and you you could actually see like her when she actually gets her memories back, the remorse that she has for what she did. And like she realizes, holy shit! Like you know, I was just out of control, and I'm—I just yeah. don't want to be that person again. Yeah. Um, with uh, going back to what Ralph was saying, that like you know, it's—I think they had the the two most compelling stories with Allison. Um, you know, like I said, Allison's is her. I mean, anyone that's minority can kind of really feel for that, particularly if you're of darker skin. Minorities were that you would have been obviously um, seen as a trouble in that town. Um, it's definitely her. But then think on top of it, not only is she from a modern time period, she, she's a woman that speaks her own mind, but for at least the better part of months, she couldn't even speak. 
talk yeah, about right. feeling vulnerable and not not that you know not even talking about that she can't even use her powers she can't even communicate i need help <laughs> you know so like she right. had to be especially vulnerable and now imagine having none of your family around no one yeah like like that hers i mean i felt bad for all of them but hers it was like to show up you're injured you can't even defend yourself like beyond like you know some fighting skills and you have no one to turn to at all i was like that's really rough <laughs> you know i mean just um, just see the initial landing she doesn't know where or when she is right. she didn't know that she was in the past so yeah. until she, she ran into that diner <laughs> yeah like she didn't realize yeah, they let her know quick <laughs> she didn't realize that, like you know like oh shit i'm in a super racist place and i'm black oh crap what am i gonna do yeah um <laughs> right i don't i, I, I thought I, I i do like the uh when she runs into the the hair salon just the way that that reminds me of so many like strong black women. It's like, oh, you coming in here? Oh no no, we're gonna have to cut you. <laughs> you know, choose, make the right choice. Well, I mean, yeah, well she well she didn't know. She just ran in. <laughs> she had no idea where she was running into. She just she saw someone come out and she ran right into that room. She was lucky because that could have been a white barber shop. She'd have been like, right. well, yeah, <laughs> I'm just fucked, and I'm not gonna explain this weave either. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I no, I thought. Like I said, I thought Klaus had... He also, I felt he also had the weakest backstory. Again, his was humorous. Um, I mean, they tried to bring some touchiness in with the whole um, Dave thing and about like how Dave was still going to end up going to Vietnam and dying and da 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 But I thought his his existence was just kind of like, oh, he would do something crazy. You know, I'm like, okay. Um, I also, getting close to not very interesting was um, Luther's story as well. Because they didn't do very much with Luther's story. Well, it was like, one note. It was very one note. But yeah, but they Luther didn't. They didn't touch more... on the fact that, like, you know, that I want to be hit because I'm angry or I'm hurt. Like, they didn't touch on that really, and they and they certainly didn't touch on the uh, on the uh, the guy that he's working for. You know, like they they just kind of like or Jack hint, Ruby. Hint, yeah, like they hint hint hint, but they didn't go anywhere with it. But like you could feel like there was a story there, but they just chose not to tell it. Yeah. Well, well that's why I mentioned the whole thing about juggling because. I mean, we we can talk about getting equal time, but there are some stories, whether it's for the sake of the main storyline or just because it just makes more sense to not right. focus on this one too much. You know, I think they did a really good job of juggling all seven in a way where it's like, okay, well, they gave you some, and if they would give me a little bit more, I might not have liked it so much, or they gave me a, too little of this, I'd have been a little bit pissed off. I really like what they juggled. I feel like last series, um, last time, I felt like it was a little bit more of too much of five. Not that it was too much of five. Didn't feel like Still five story. Five I, just, I was just about to say this five story, but he didn't take complete center stage this time. Right. That's why I feel like they really did a good job of you know maneuvering all the different stories together. But, yeah, I like five. I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. I I I just want to give props to the actor who plays five because that boy. Oh my fucking god, phenomenal. Yeah, he's great. He's great, and he at currently. So this is not even with the filming. This is not even the original filming. He's currently only sixteen. He was 14 when they started this. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Boy, you know, it's, he's, he's done a great job of being like, I was like, that guy's an asshole. He is such an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, he is such an asshole, you know. Um, I mean, he really does a great job. And I thought his story was good. It got a little bit weird um, towards the resolution of his part of the story. Um, and not weird yeah. in like the, I mean, our stories are weird anyhow, but like just kind of, again, it would take messy forever 
to actually tell you what happened in the real book. When, again, I can't stress enough to tell you that almost, actually, yeah, nothing <laughs> in this story happened in that book besides them being back in time. <laughs> like, you know, right. and, um, you know, like everything is different. Um, uh, so to see, so without them having the source material to kind of make it more coherent, I could feel that they got a little bit weird when five had to deal with the older five. It kind of got a little bit muddled. I felt the story did. That's what I'm saying. Um, it, it felt messy. It didn't feel yeah. as crisp as, as yeah. a lot of the storytelling has been for this, yeah. where, where it's like very, not, not that it's all direct and like obvious, but you know, you knew where it was going and you know, or, or if you didn't know, you knew what they were trying to do versus like, okay, well, I don't understand what's going on. I have to really like kind of really sit here and concentrate and mm -hmm. now it's distracting me from the rest of the episode. I yeah. totally felt that way. Well, I mean, talk about like not knowing where they're going now. Who did not? Who did not replay the first five minutes of episode one right after they watched the first five minutes of episode one? Yeah, I, twice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> twice. I mean that's what, it was an incredible thing. Now, what really gets me is where did all that come from? And I don't mean we know that they prevented the the nuclear holocaust. I'm talking about things that we haven't seen. Um, Luther. Incredible Hulk jumps from over a building, lands on the street, and takes a missile point blank and shrugs it off. The, back. the same yeah. man that got beaten up in a bar fight <laughs> <laughs> you know, by a normal person. I'm like, um, I don't but, and remember, this isn't like, oh, well, he had years and years to develop this. And that's what we know. This is just a couple of days after the bar fight would have been, you know, um, we see Klaus, clowny Klaus. That's not even who learned how to fight in Vietnam, not even putting up much of a fight of any way, um, or even standing up more for himself, summons the ghosts of the townspeople and makes them attack. No, Physically was, attack this other group. It's it's a group of soldiers, if you look closely. There was even a woman in there. There was like a, there was like a, a common like looking woman in that group as well. She wasn't a soldier. That's what I'm saying. Like she I think he just summoned up like what's in that because he can only sum up the ghosts or that we've seen, the ghosts that are around the area it right. seems like so we've seen okay but but i mean the fact that he made them solid enough to attack that's something we haven't seen on a deliberate level you know yeah. that happened with accident with um with ben um we see uh rumor who doesn't just control she actually blew up the heads with energy yeah. coming from inside their heads so that means she actually altered reality when she said, I heard a rumor, I blew your mind. She didn't just go like, I heard a rumor, you punched your head into the wall. So she went from beyond manipulating a personality to actually creating reality. Something we know she can right. do in the comics, but like, how did she do all this? Um, Vanya, well, Vanya's Vanya, hers power, which is odd. You know, hers was doing fine. Who's the other person? Um, or is that everybody? Diego? Oh no, we saw Ben, we saw Ben fully physical. Oh, well, ghost in his, well, ghost was, say, fully yeah. tangible, ghost tangible right, yeah. the other word, you know, also assisting into the fight. And now this all happened within a span of a few days from when they're barely able to do any of these things. And I'm like, where did this power boost come from in like two days? Because <laughs> I'm waiting for this. I'm like, holy shit, we're going to get some like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And what's his face? Um, I knew I forgot. Diego. Diego. Diego manages to flip jump through all of these, you know, bullets and then through. And I actually watched it twice. They all die from a blade <laughs> or something like that, but he doesn't release anything. I think they forgot that hand movement or something along that line. Um, but he kills all the men around them. So I'm like, yes, I want to see where they learn. I'm figuring like we're going to see that they're <laughs> learning shit in the time that they're all separated. And I'm like, 
oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> and then their powers got weird. Like Vanya brings someone back from the dead. We don't know why <laughs> or how. Well, Even though the energy is very similar to the the quote-unquote seeds that um, Hargreaves releases from his alien planet in the flashback right. from the end of season one. It's very similar to that. And we don't know what those things were, <laughs> you know. Um, she she gives him a uh, a super case of mono. Guess so, but it's enough oh, to bring you back. God. <laughs> um, oh boy! And, and then we see we see what what what, what about Diego? What do we see? Well, when in, in, in that on, big fight. Oh, that he Wait, the, he stops the bullets and then he, he stops them. all the bullets. Yeah, Diego is not telekinetic. Well, he's not even telekinetic in the comic. Like, so I think what they um, one of the producers was saying is that like they did, they didn't say he's not telekinetic. They just they said well, their reasoning for what that was, which again came out of nowhere, never been addressed in the TV two seasons, not even into that in this one is that he's not just apt at knife throwing. They're saying that what it is, it is that he's he controls the trajectory of moving objects, which is different oh, so than like just saying he's okay. Well, they're just saying that it's particularly, it's almost like inertia, like he's moving a moving object. He's, he's, re, he's recoursing okay. a moving object. And I'm like, that's great. But we've never seen him. You just literally had him out of the blue go, oh, I know I can do this. Why would you know that? <laughs> We've never ever seen you even talk about it. You know, because it, so like if that he didn't really do annoyed. that. If he didn't do that, then he would look like uh, Swiss cheese. Yeah, it was just one of those things where it was a cool effect, but it's like, are you kidding me? You the I mean, talk about do sex machina. You like these last minute saves. <laughs> just when you thought Vanya was Dusex Machina, he's uh, Diego goes, yeah. hold my beer and my knife. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, had number five, number five, I mean, fine, we know that he, he had learned how to kind of teleport. So he's moving space and time without going through time. Um, so we, I, we got used to his teleport bursts. We, we saw a few of those in the first season when he learned to do that. And now, and I'm fine with that. It's a great power for him to have. And it makes sense. But like, then he kept doing things with the energy in his hands. Which you imagine he do some kind of a space temporal energy, and you're like, well, well, first of all, what is it? Like, 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 mm -hmm. like, are you throwing space time at something? Like, 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 because he, he would see him glow up, and it's a threat, and you're like, but what's the threat exactly? Like, like if he had like yeah. did that, and you saw him touch an object, and it crumbled, so because he like revved it through time or whatever, you know what I mean? Then you'd be like, holy shit! Like he's like supercharged chrono energy in his hands, but you're like. What are you doing exactly? <laughs> Maybe he was gonna open a portal directly to your heart and reach in and then just pull it out and make you look at it and go do 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 do. And but but at the same time, then why don't you do that? <laughs> like like you know like if you right. can you know because that's the thing we've never seen him displace somebody um, through time or space that wasn't with him. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm like, so what are you going to do with that? So that 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 kind of stuff again, it didn't blow the the season because I really love this season, especially comparatively. But mm -hmm. I, I really loved it independently. But I comparatively, I really love this season. But it was just little things like that. I'm like, how do you make these mistakes? Like, like look at what you've written. How do you go? Oh yeah, yeah this power out of the blue. <laughs> I'll I'll say this though. I agree with Mike because it did you know, um, bring up the antennas a little bit, but. There's a part of me that it's either Ralph or so somebody else who says about not not Ralph, but somebody else that says, "Oh, they're trying to explain it in a later season." That's like right. my kind of my hope. 
that's kind of my hope. Like, okay, if you're going to introduce this, especially as overt as it was, like mm-hmm. when Diego stopped all those bullets at the end, that's a very overt, yeah. you know, showing of a different power. That's not like a small, like, like right. the thing about the hands, you're right about five, but it's something that, you know, right, you know exactly. it might pass. Yeah. But when you talk about stopping all those bullets, you're like, well, there better be an explanation for that. And also, it's, why it's have like, you never yeah. done this when all the fights where everyone kept kicking your ass, <laughs> you know, like, at no point did you think, maybe I should probably stop this. Like when you were being shot at before. <laughs> right. Stay on Diego for a second, because it's funny how you guys were talking about interesting arcs, and you guys kind of unanimously unanimously said Vanya and Allison. Um, I like them, of course. I kind of like Diego, because I felt like they, they made him take a step back to take a step forward. You know, because, you know, he has that whole... He, he, you know, he had the whole hero complex, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is the thing about him being in the psych ward... You know, always always makes me feel a little bit weird. Not in a bad way, but like, a, imagine that you knew the truth, but nobody believed you, and you were being drugged. That is, you know, anytime they put any hero in that scenario, it's always like, it's it's kind of unsettling. But I like I like it. I like seeing how they try to get out of it. Did yeah. when did anybody knew that that Lila was not? I won't say that they, they knew who she was. But when did you when did you guys first realize okay Lila's not who say, who she says she is the, the moment, moment she, she said she hired that car mine was well, the hold moment, on one time <laughs> mine was the uh-huh. moment she she agreed to help him in like basically the moment she showed interest in him in the first time we meet her I'm like oh she's evidently a bad person <laughs> it's just okay. the way their life goes all right well and the moment she hot wired the car I was like yep she's not from that time period there's no way anybody from that time period knows how to hotwire a car like that in that fast. <laughs> well, I mean, because even no Diego had the question, you know, like he was like, where'd you learn to fight like that? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, the fight, when he the fight, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, something's up. Yeah, again, like, I mean, you know, with, with Diego, it's normally, like I said, I don't like the the overly gaga-ishness that people fall, you know, head over heels. His, they finally tempered it, especially when even number five is like, there's something up with her. And then even he was finally like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, I can I now I, so I was fine because it wasn't like the, no, I'll always do it. No, he was like, yeah, there's something wrong with her. And like, we're kind of, you know, peace out right now. <laughs> like he, you know, he, you know, obviously cared, but like, he didn't go back to that. Like, usually the, the, the way the story trope goes is he's madly in love. She betrays, he gets mad. And then he completely, utterly forgives at the very end so that it's a love story type thing. This one was, right. you know, weirdly head over heels because he's crazy and she was pretending to be crazy. Finds out and he's like, yeah, I'm not actively trying to kill you, but I'm also not looking to like, you know, hold your hand either. <laughs> you know, like, right. and I like that because that was much more believable of, of an outcome, especially with someone that's as sensitive and temperamental and, um, and even an un, uneven tempered as he is, you know, that yeah. was a much more believable outcome. Well, but I, also I, now I again, like another what... one, talk about another out of the blue. Now granted she's undercover, but it's like that we need, I mean, I guess you could say that when she fought five, uh, when Lila, we're talking about uh, when Lila fought right. five, I guess you could say, Oh, that's the, um, that was a clue that you should have picked up on that somehow she was replicating five's power. Um, but it still oh, I, felt yeah. so far out removed that when she just suddenly starts completely duplicating everyone's powers, you're like, all right, I get the the, the drop we had, but that's, this still feels really left field, <laughs> you know, like, like 
like left field, but not in a good way, even though you did kind of give us a little hint. Yeah. Okay. I, so I'm going off. I did expect her, like, that fight scene at the end. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to, like, do some sort of, like, oh, we're going to overwhelm her with our powers. Right. You know, type of type of deal. But then when, when they all got shot, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, 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 cra- well, the, the crazy, crazy, the crazy last standing Swede. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's go back for a second. How do we feel? About, how do we feel about the Swedes? I thought they were. Hilarious. You mean like you mean how like there was these unstoppable contract killers, Hazel and Cha Cha from season one, and now we've got three Swedes. It's, it's just it's like everything about season two is as much again. I love season two, but it's like you really did repeat this. Now, part of me though questions if that was lazy feeling like we have a formula or was it smart like because remember they said something along the line of and again i can't quote because I, I didn't go back and watch it. it's something along the line of even if you prevented the apocalypse in 2019 it will follow you which is why it followed them it'll always be different but an apocalypse will always occur so taking that from season one i also looked at it as i'm going to give you a little bit of leeway with the fact that you're repeating most of your plot point type things by saying history is kind of repeating itself because you keep avoiding the apocalypse you see where i'm going okay. with that so i'm saying yeah. that even even though things are different they're similar because of the fact right. of the same thing is going to end up happening which is the apocalypse is going to occur so these similar type things with different faces or different motivations are going to occur to make sure that right. apocalypse happens. I mean, I'm I'm giving them credit for that. I'm not saying that this was their idea. I'm trying to give them credit for it. You're trying, you're tr- wait, Mike's giving the benefit of the doubt? Holy trying smokes. a bit, only because like I said, it's, it's, it's odd that they crafted such a like, like literally it's almost like they put down their storyboard and went, okay, instead of that, this will equal this, and this will equal this, and this will equal this, you know? Right, yeah. I hear you, okay. Um, going, speaking of the villains, by the way, um, let's go back to um, Handler. How did you mm-hmm. feel about Handler and how they handled ha, 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 Handler this season? I mean, she went from, I mean, I don't want to uh, quote a, a Drake song, but she started from the bottom. They basically had her go all the way back to the bottom, working, you know, working at, at a desk to claw back up. How did you feel about her story? She, she was at the bottom for all of like 30 minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I found that oddly enough, I mean, as much as I like the actress, I think she's fun, I found her boring because she, she again, she had zero growth um, as a character. Her motivations never changed besides being, I want power. That was her motivation in season one. And it was just the same. It was just, again, different um, uh, different methods, but it was the same thing. And I, I like, you didn't see anything more of her. I mean, you just saw more of her conniving self, but, you know, she didn't have a soft spot anywhere. She didn't have anything. And it's like, so you gave her... Nothing really, you know. Okay. Um, what would have what would have improved her? I don't know. I mean, I, I think not having her come back would have been an improvement. It's not a slight again, okay. not a slight on the actress. I really I love her. She's fun. Like I said, she she's great. I, it's it's that whole your villains need to die. So I'm hoping she stays dead this time because like that's again. I, I, and you've heard me say it before here and in person. That's one thing I always praise Joss Whedon for in Buffy is they always killed off the villain, like the main villain, not just any villain, the main villain, the villain of every season was always a different villain because it's like, because unlike Angel, 
when they didn't kill off Wolfram and Hart, what happened? What happens in every what happens in every story? I've said this a million times here too. What happens in every story, every sequel type movie, every comic book? If you do not kill off your main villain, what does this, what does the hero do? Ends up working with like them. A team up. Yes. Yeah. And now and then somehow either can't seem to take them in at the end of the team up or lets them have a quote unquote wink wink head start. And it's like, well, every death that occurs after that is now your fault. You know, um, <laughs> nah, it's your fault, Batman. It's your fault. Yeah. Now, even though they didn't let the handler go and like, you know, they, they had a workaround for why she lived. I still just feel that like um, unless you have some unbelievable villain, it you know, your villains have to go. So I just felt like this was a perfect example. It was like she brought nothing new to her villainy, you know, at least for me. All right, Ravi. Um, I, I agree. She was fun. Um, uh, though I think that, you know, having her as the villain for this, this time again, it, it was a little cookie cutter, except for the fact that you introduce her daughter now and, and we see like the, the true depths of the handler's evil. The fact that she forged, you know, a kill order for Lila's parents just so that she can, um, gain control of Lila. Right, she wants to right. have her own team of, I guess, of uh, of superheroes or of super enhanced people. Um, though, I, I kind of feel that I want to see what they're going to do in season three with Lila, just because like they robbed her of that final closure of right. the handler telling her, "Yeah, I never really did love you." So she still has right. Lila. Still has the hope now that her mother, her adopted mother, still loved her and was actually not using her. But, uh, but I mean, I, I, I think it's see... nice that like can't always get a closure, you know, because the handler got her come up and oddly enough, how did she die in season one? Well, supposedly uh, Hazel shoots her, right? Right. So her her own commission goon shoots her. What happens in season two? Well, it wasn't her commission her... goon though, because it wasn't. Well, her... she was running the she was running the commission. I'm not she saying did... that she sent them out. She's running the yeah. commission. Her commission goon. Shoots her. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, I'm I'm trying to give you, the benefit like... of the doubt that they're they're saying there is a reason of the similarity. It's not that we're cookie cutter and we don't have originality. That there is a reason for this. Yeah, you're, you're saying that that is too it's almost too deliberate of similarities to not be noticed and to not have a purpose. For me, and I, I hope because, like I said, I think that they're pretty. They've written pretty intelligently so far. I feel that I'm. That's why I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I do um, kind of believe with what you were saying. I was. I meant to bring that up, Cat, uh, when you were talking about. Um, I do think they are playing for certain things a long game, which is dangerous when you're always going by season. But like, like, like they're never like you know how some shows. We just had episode one. We've already got. We're guaranteed ninety seasons now. It's like. They seem to be going season by season by season. So there's no guarantee, for instance, that there's going to be a season three, even though I would be very shocked if there isn't. They seem to be getting really good reception. Um, but I do feel that they are laying things out, things that I think will come back. Like the fact that, for instance, uh, we saw that we saw Hargraves, Hargraves, or Hargreaves, excuse me, remove his face. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that he's some kind of reptilian, aquatic looking type alien. Now, we knew he was alien. But when we saw him on his home world, he looked like Hargreaves. And the, his wife that was dying looked like a normal person. So why is, you know, is this the same Hargreaves? Are there more than one? Why are you now an alien? I mean, well, how are you now really alien looking? <laughs> you know? 
So like, there's questions like that. Like I said, there's still that question. What in the world did he release from the jar in season one? We know, or at least we believe it has a direct effect on why these women became pregnant and why these kids have powers, but we still don't know what it is and why did he have a jar of it, <laughs> you know? Well, right. and where and where were the missiles going at that time? You know that kind of a thing. There is someone who could explain it. Now, is he going to give an actual oh, explanation? Explains it all. You're welcome. So, what was those seeds are actually? Get this. I got this straight from the source. It's a condensed form of the Terrigen mist that they use with the uh, Inhumans. Yeah. So you're saying that Marvel has crossed over to an entirely different publisher. Yep. 100%. I see. I got it straight from the horse's <laughs> mouth. So I think this that has horse been... lied to you. <laughs> Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. You know, I'm not thinking he uh, got it from the horse's mouth. I'm thinking the horse kicked him in the head. What are you thinking? I really... <laughs> You know, I, don't, I think I think he was saying mouth from ass, but okay. I don't know about you guys, but I really like that guy Ralph. He's he's really cool. His explanation is amazing. Keep your ribs in, Ralph. Stop sucking your own dick. All right. <laughs> um, let me ask you guys this. Um, what was your favorite scene, and why was it not? Well, for me, it was when they all get together to go speak to Har to um Hargreaves himself for the light to supper. The himself. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the light supper. <laughs> it's it's a it's less than a full supper uh but not more than a heavy supper right well it's basically nice, like your soup you. your soups and salads and stuff but it's just so funny like diego i think was like what the hell's a light supper <laughs> <laughs> did, did anybody have a favorite uh, a favorite either scene or or point where you're like that's I'd watch that again. I don't know my favorite because again, well, like I said, the first five minutes I watched more than once because that was just amazing. It was so well done. Um, but I really did enjoy when were they all there at this point? Or yeah, they they were all now at Elliot's place. This is when Elliot is still alive. They're all at Elliot's place, yeah. and they're all just you know talking shit. They're trying to they're trying to be civil with each other for all of a minute and a half before they start picking on each other about who did what, da 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 But when Klaus, you know, so I love that entire scene. And then Klaus is like, what, the end of the world, the apocalypse again? Wait, is it Vanya? It's always Vanya. Is it Vanya? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, we did not know it was Vanya. <laughs> you know, and he's like, is it Vanya? It's always Vanya. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else even said, I, think either, I think either Diego or Logan uh, or Luther said the same thing. They're like, "Is it Tanya?" <laughs> it's like scapegoat. <laughs> well, who was who was responsible? Tanya uh, didn't say it was wrong. <laughs> it's scapegoat. Ralphie boy, what about you? Favorite favorite scene? I think my favorite scene was when Five was meeting with the older, uh, the younger Five, I guess you could say. And and so, okay. before that, when he, when he ex when he explains to Luther. The uh, the seven, seven stages, stages of of uh, of the the paradox sickness, mm -hmm. and and he's like, you know, explaining each one, and then you see him exhibiting each of the stages. He's like, and then um, the younger five is telling to Luther that the older five isn't trustworthy. He's like, don't, mm -hmm. but he's you. He's like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that How could was, you not trust? He said that? that it was like, well, that's an argument you can't argue with. <laughs> because <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you are a bastard from beginning to end man you know um but yeah like mm -hmm. i mean i really did that but now i have to ask going back to the last episode 
what do we think of the last, the actual last episode? Were we good with it? Um, my opinion, it felt like the most tacked on thing ever. Because they had, they had finished everything, <laughs> you yep. know, except they hadn't gone home. And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait, I'm, you know, the, the, remember the handlers, like, you, you hear like sirens going off because like, we've sensed something we've never seen before or whatever. And, there, and that's when she's like calling all the troops, you know, um, that's out there. And you're like, where's this? I, I thought it was going to end on a cliffhanger right then. Nope. We went to this barn with the kid. And I'm like, oh, is this still going on? <laughs> it did feel a little tacked on. I mean, I guess that's I was so high for power. You know, that's when you got, mm -hmm. that's when you got yeah. Diego's superpower. Like, I'm like, well, if it had just ended. Right? <laughs> you know? MFG, tacked on or tacked on and rushed? Both, it felt like a little bit too. It felt a little rushed as well, but definitely tactile. It just felt like some. If you know what it felt like to me was um, this. I really enjoyed the season, and this is also something um, for the people that um, maybe are like, okay, I, you know, this does sound like they seem to like it. Um, I haven't watched the first season, so maybe I'll watch one and two. Um, it's not neither season is, but um, very heavy superhero actiony type thing, and that's fine. Yeah. Season two, I felt especially was not because it was dealing, like I said, it was dealing with loss of family it was dealing with loneliness it was dealing with exile it was dealing with a lot of these issues and you know if you really think about it like for the most part as far as superpower goes it was really five that was the one popping around all the place everyone else was kind of right. more low-key um it almost felt like someone said in an office well it's a superhero show there haven't been any superhero fights i want to see superhero fights and someone's like fine we will now have an all-out superhero <laughs> battle in the very last episode for almost no good reason, <laughs> you know. Oh, there's a reason. Just to please Peter over there in Office 12. <laughs> there's a reason. You want to hear the reason? Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I'm back. So, oh, here's here's the reason. Um, did you, you notice how it's very well produced? You know, a lot of shots, minimal special effects throughout most of the show, but until the very end. That's where they blew their special effects budget. They're like, fuck it. We still have this amount of money left. Let's do it big. Everything. We, we want freaking um, shockwave, blue shockwave pulses everywhere. T guys and girl teleporting over here and over there, over there. We're going to be doing some freaking time traveling, warping shit. It's just going to be epic. Lifting up tractors and stuff. Yeah, this is what we're going to do. Special effects to the max. And that's what they did. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Why do we even? Why? Anyway, I know. Why okay. do we even he's not your, let him friend. be here the whole time? This guy should be I'll doing the podcast with us. All right. All right. All right. Um, yeah, so, so, like so, that, that was a lot so of my problem with that last one. But what did you think about it? Well, did me, you feel? Uh, about the final episode? Yeah. I mean, did I you? definitely did, felt like it was tacked on. Because, I mean, it did, it did feel like tacked on, but I guess I was so hungry to find out what was happening next that right. I, didn't, I didn't mind as much. I was like, oh, wow, we're on episode nine. Oh, man, we're, we're, we're on 10. Okay, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, that's how it was for me. So, and also, but then you had the boy who's exhibiting, she's like, well, Vanya's like, well, he's got my power. And I'm like, well, your power is getting a little bit weird as it is, first of all. We're not really clear because it's like, it works with sound and it's kind of like amplified and directed. But then she's done it without any noticeable use of sound. <laughs> And amplifies and directs it. Right. He's doing something and creating a typhoon, <laughs> you know. Um, it's it's the uh, 
she uses her heartbeat. I guess. I mean, again, we never notice anything, you know. But like, but then he's creating like this, this, like I said, this, this, this tornado of power um, yeah. that's changing weather. But you're like, I, I don't get what he's doing. But yeah, she's very comfortable. She's like, oh, I know how to do this. And I'm like, you do? And also, you didn't know you gave him life. You know how to take it back? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like called, I said, it just, like, like, it just felt like all this last minute stuff happened, you know? It's, is this thing, I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, Dios ex uh, machina. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. That's that's no, how it Weren't they a punk band or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, pretty <laughs> good in the 90s. <laughs> so, the, the the, the, one, the one thing that I had a problem with in that last episode was the fact of how quickly Lily's able to use their abilities. Like, mm -hmm. not we're not talking about Luther's uh, stuff because he's just really, really strong. That's, you don't right. need to know if you're going to push them away, whatever. But Five's, right. pretty primal. five's gift, yeah. like, it's, like, pretty technical. You got to know where you're going. Um, right. even Vanya's like that took concentration in order to do like, how, yeah. how do you have this ability to do it right away? And you've never done it. Right. And, yeah. and maybe even maybe Allison's maybe I want to say, but well, you have to know much, what but, you're tapping but, into, you know, to make yeah. that happen. But yeah, but, but yeah, going back to five, cause especially five, like his power, it, it doesn't make sense when you think about his power, because like, you'll get things like, like, for instance, why is he young? We know that. Well, we knew it from the first season, but we know it the second season. He's like, I did the math wrong. What math? You just seem to be popping in and out of time. Like, like we don't see you with pieces of paper and then you go away. You just pop in. Like, yeah. like he didn't have a briefcase when he went back to, 19, well, when he went forward in that case, to 1982 and killed the, the, the board. Remember? He just, he just yeah. showed up there. And then when he went to leave, he just left. And I'm like, wait, you just went forward and backwards in time. Why don't you just yeah, go they forward and backwards in time with your family? I don't understand this. They, <laughs> you know, they didn't explain that at all. We were left to either assume that he did it himself, or that the handler gave him a case they can only go to right. the time thinking, and then bring him back. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, we, we didn't see yeah. the case, but that makes sense. But that wouldn't make sense. But they didn't show it. Yeah. Um, just to kind of wrap it up before we go into um, renaming and ratings, um, how did you feel about the end? End. That the very I'm end. To. I'm looking this forward to it. I want to see where they Academy. To see Ben, to be, to finally see Ben as a living character would be cool, and to see, I'm assuming he'll have the same power, which is to pull um, creatures from other dimensions. That's actually his power. He pulls them through his torso. Uh, it's not. He's not just a tentacle thing. It's that's just the thing he seems to pull the most. But he pulls. That's, that's his, why he's, he's the portal. He's the portal to these other dimensions where these creatures live. Right. Uh, that's why he's called the horror. Okay. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to just to see where they go because I mean it's it's the typical time is different and now there's a new team. But what are you going to do? You know. But I want to see how they handle it. And I want to know what that green cube thing is too. Yeah, you know? Ralph. Yeah, I, when when he goes, Umbrella Academy. No, this is the Sparrow Academy. I was like, oh shit, yeah. There's gonna be <laughs> like like a uh, there's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a fight, definitely. You know, I'm like, why fighting? It, if you call one Umbrella in One Universe, why didn't you call this one like the Raincoat Academy? I'm like, at least stay in theme, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, Yalash Goon. What the yeah. hell, Mike? Stay on brand. Stay on brand. But one thing I wanted to ask, nothing to do with the the, the ending, but when they when we finally got Ben's story, and I thought his was a, his was a good um, ending for his story at that time was great. But when he's flashing back, 
they actually remember he's talking to he died when he was a teen. Yeah. And they flash right. back so to literally a teen here? different actor. How did he age as a ghost? Because he's the same they are now. <laughs> you know, I'm like, how did that work? Why would you even do that? Yeah. <laughs> so um you have either two possibilities. Um since he's being summoned by Klaus, Klaus can control his corporeal form and he's just the he takes the mental image of whatever Klaus assumes he would look like. Or the other possibility is that um since Ben is a ghost, he can control his form and since time is passing for him, he's just changing his form as to what he would assume he would look like. That's you know two possibilities. But yeah, it's just one of those funny things. When I saw him, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the same actor. <laughs> and how come he's older now? You know. <laughs> um, All right, peeps. So I do want to do oh, one sorry, thing before we, we roll out. I'm going to, and I'm literally going to do this as nearly list-like as I can, just to give people an idea of the actual book. Um, with them going back in time, they're all together. They're not separated through different time span. Um, Crack and Diego is the leader because um, after uh, the apocalypse suite, uh, Space Boy gained a bunch of weight and got depressed and he just went off. Uh, Vanya is, is in a coma after the end of the apocalypse suite. Um, uh, what's her face? Uh, Allison, rumor, she still ha- she can't talk almost the entire series. So her power is pretty much out. Um, Number five has been taken in by the commission, which is actually not the commission. It's actually called the Temps um, Eternalist, which is actually their name. And they surgically place genes of every killer and murderer in him, which is why he's such a good killer. And he's very unhappy about this. Yeah, these are things that are left out. Seance gets killed by Hazel and Cha-Cha, who are still alive at that point. Um, He's killed, but he's brought back by God. And God (laughs) says that the Umbrella Academy is a modern-day incarnation of the Messiah, the entire thing itself. And that's kind of what they're there for. Um, older number five didn't kill JFK. Rumor made a deal with the Temps Eternalist to kill JFK in exchange for her voice back. But also she did it because if she didn't, they would have killed the mother of number five, the actual birth mother of number five. And in that, it is found out that Rumor and number five are twins. The mother had two children, and they're both of them. And number five kills A.J. Carmichael, the fish that's in the helmet. Um, Having all this shit done to him, he's the one that swallows him, not the handler. So just to give you an idea about how (laughs) this is nothing that occurred, (laughs) you know. And to be honest, I have the sec. I have um, the second that book, was, and yeah. I didn't. I, I, I was. I'm gonna go check, go check it out. Now I realize, okay, if I check it out, it'll be so different. <laughs> well, it'll be brand new reading. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Which, which in right. essence, is actually a good thing where you don't have, you know, you have two separate stories now, so two yeah. different All things right. to enjoy. Oh no, it's good. I mean, I, now I've definitely come to the point where it's like it's good to appreciate one and the other, not one mm-hmm. or the other. Yeah. Right. All right. All right, gentlemen. So let's let's wrap it up. So um, let's rename the series. Ralph, do you need time, or should I go first? No, I can do it. All right, Ralph, go first. Rename the series uh, of the Umbrella Academy season two. Umbrella Academy season two. We can save JFK. Uh, I guess no, no, no. We can't. Never mind. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Umbrella Academy season two. Everyone hates five. <laughs> I said everybody hates Chris. <laughs> I call it Umbrella Academy Deja Season Vu. 
<laughs> Seems like you've seen it before. Pretty much. Rename. All right, let's go for it. Renaming um, Umbrella Academy Season 2. Ratings, you mean? No. Ratings. There you go. Bad brain strikes again. Ratings. You, say, you said renaming. I did not say renaming. You sure? I'm pretty sure, but anyway, oh. ratings. Wow, go. Don't don't buy time for yourself. I give no, I'm just buying time. I give it uh nine uh commission uh board members killed by five out of ten. All right. I'm gonna give it nine handler swallowing fishes out of ten. Wow, you must have really Mike? liked that swallowing scene, huh? It could be a hint. <laughs> Another career. Mike. I give it surprisingly nine. I know this is impossible, but did we all get sexier out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> Looking Klaus. Yeah. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. They all got sexier. I just love that. I love like when they they they're facing possible death by Vanya again, um, trying to help her, and he's like, like Diego's like, it's my turn now to go face it. He's like, Diego, Diego, wait, wait. He's like, I don't have time for you. He's like, no, I just have to say this. He's like what? I just want to say that. You look like Antonio Banderas with the longer hair. I just thought you should know. And then Diego, instead of being mad, he was like, thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> I was like, like, seriously? That's, That's what like, he needed totally to hear. That totally made Diego's day. That totally yep. made his day. You know. So there you have it. Umbrella Academy Season 2. Definitely can't wait to see, to see Season 3 and the Sparrow Academy. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go, that's next. Geeks on the go. Now with more umbrellas. Now with more umbrellas. How many more umbrellas? As many as you want. Is it like like Rihanna level of umbrellas? I was going to say, you know when it comes to umbrellas, there's never enough because there's never enough in your house. We always lose umbrellas. I don't know what it is. Whenever you're looking for it, it never shows up. Uh, or at least the good when it's one. in my bag all the time. Does it work Mike, though? You... It's probably been in there for too long. Yep. It's, it's like, it's like that old, um... that old condom. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's like that old condom that you keep in your wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we make it under a minute every now and again. We made it the last time, and Ralph, that's not the judges. We made it under a minute the last time. I'm looking to do it again, but I so, know you're going to sabotage me. After um, talking to the judges and taking back all my bribes, they agreed to that you were right. I would hope so. All right. All right, people. Let's get this going. Ready, set, go. Pick the winner in a fight between the Umbrella Academy or Doom Patrol. Ralph. Uh, what kind of fight is it? Is it like a fist fight or is it like a, a fight It's a fight between the two teams. Who, who wins? Uh, probably Doom Patrol because they know how to use their powers better. Okay, Mike. Umbrella Academy, easily. Vanya and Rumor would take everybody out. Wow, okay. All right, now pick a fight between these two. Warrior Nuns or the Immortals from the Old Guard. Mike. I always pick an immortal group of fighters over people that can easily die. <laughs> true, true. Ralph. <laughs> now, are you are you telling me to pick a fight or pick a winner of the fight? Because pick I wouldn't pick a fight, the fight with either one of those. Pick oh, the fight. Winner. The, pick the fight winner. Yes. Jesus. Oh, obviously the immortals. 
All right. And um, out of those four mentioned shows slash movie, which one does not get a third installment? Ralph. Um, ooh, too late, Cap. I'm sorry. I'm, glare, I'm glaring at you because <laughs> you fuck, fucking sabotaging me. See, Mike, you and Mike talk about this shit before the show. Should I fuck with right now? Not me. Yeah. I just answered the question. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say probably Warrior Nuns might not get a third season. You think out of those four, the Warrior Nuns would not get would not make a third installment? Probably not, because with uh, with the old guard at least, they've already have two arcs, and there's a third arc in the series coming. So they'd probably make enough to want to actually do all three. With Warrior Nuns, I don't know. It's it's been kind of. Uh, Shaky. Okay. Okay. Mike. I say you hear it now. Hands down, the old girl guard will not see a third installment. Wow. Okay. God so wow. Mike. You don't think the old guard has enough to make a third a third installment? It's not enough. I, I just I think something it'll I, I can see easily something crappy ha- happening with the second movie and then Charlie's Theron being like, and I'm done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's funny because I thought it would be the opposite. I thought Mike was going to say Warrior Nuns and Ralph was going to say Old Guard. I wasn't sure. No, no, Warrior I... Nuns better be on its toes on season two. They <laughs> they better like really look at their script and be like, yeah, we got this. You know. What, what most listeners don't know is that Mike has a red phone in his house. And when he picks up that red phone, whatever name of the show or movie he says instantly dies. That's why it's no coincidence that all of Ralph's shows that he likes dies because Mike keeps calling him in. God damn you, Mike. I just say that's just the way fate happens. Yeah. And if fate happens to give me a phone that has a direct dial into these people, that's what happens to these shows. Fate. Ralph, you've been pissing me off lately. What show do you love? <laughs> fate, um, that's the four that you're going to use? Okay. Uh, I'm, in fact, I'm going, to, I'm going to have like a show that you love removed from not even showing reruns. Wow. Uh, Barbarella. <laughs> Barbarella. God. Bar- Barbarella. That's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout outs. Anybody got any shout outs? Mike? Ralph? I would I am like shout to shout out. Free. What was it? Simultaneous? Okay, let's do it in order. Mike, Ralph, shout outs. I am still shout out free. I love you guys. That's my shout out. I love you guys. But also, again, Listen to us on Spotify and tell people that complain, like, we don't know where to find you. We're on Spotify. Everyone's got that. Maybe <laughs> next we'll be on Pandora. I don't know if we can happen. Ralph, what do you think? What do you think, Ralph? Can we get on Pandora? I don't know. Do they have podcasts? Probably not, since they're like a shuffle type of thing. Ralph. Screw you, Pandora. Damn. Now somebody else we can't have on the show. Anybody from Pandora? Ralph, shout out. <laughs> I would like to shout out anyone and everyone who listens. Thank you. We love you. And thank you. All right. Um, of course, I got my usual shout outs. Shout out to Johannes, still keeping up. Shout out to Tinkerbell, still keeping up. Shout out to South Carolina. Haven't heard from you. I hope you're okay. Hit me up. And shout out to Tiff, who I know likes the Umbrella Academy. So told me that she was going to check out the show simply to hear what we had to say. I hope we didn't get you too mad. <laughs> and we were just get mad about. Hey, some people are like it was a, it was a perfect ten. You know, you know, like Kev. 
shout out to Big Kev. Yo, what do you mean the Punisher fucking wasn't wasn't cinematic um theater? Huh? Uh. <laughs> we gave this thing a glowing review. No one should. We did. Able. We we gave a nine across the board. That rarely happens. Yeah, it really does. Oh, no, it was just I like I said, I really thought that they improved a lot on on the on the seasons so like i said i mean I, i'm judging it versus first of all you have to kind of judge it versus its old season but even independently i just thought they did a really good job but definitely they improved it a lot right. i think i think my rating was either seven or seven and a half for the first season yeah yeah I, we have to, yeah i gotta look back at that um but absolutely um it's funny that mike says improvements because improvements are happening everywhere improvements are happening for this show i mean you know we got we got Spotify now, you know, um, you know, as one of our as one of our platforms. You're welcome. I, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I mean, we've got we've got guests. We've got coming. a new host coming. We got we got a new host coming. Ralph, you can thank me. You're welcome. <laughs> so, Mike, you're stepping down. That's fucked up. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Ralph and I aren't going anywhere. Oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, well, let me bid you adieu before I bid you fuck off. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is The Cap saying keep it geeky. It's that simple, guys. Mm-hmm.